Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going through the first two rounds of ADP and for every spot, I'm going to be talking about whether or not I would buy or sell that player at a specific draft position. And so to get my ADP, I'm going to be using Underdog Fantasy, their rankings. It's basically a combination of every single draft that they've done on their platform and they create their own ADP. And I think it's one of the most uh, trustworthy ADPs because all their drafts are paid drafts. So, you know, you really have everyone trying their best. They're not leaving in the middle of drafts and they're just making the smartest picks in their mind. And so that's the ADP I've been using throughout the offseason. And I'm going to stick with it for this video. If you guys are enjoying the video, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That really helps the channel out a lot. And also let me know your thoughts down below. Do you guys agree with the guys that I'm buying and selling, or maybe you have some difference of opinion? Make sure you let me know and I'll get back to you. Let's get started. The number one is pretty consensus. It's Christian McCaffrey, and I'm definitely gonna be buying Christian McCaffrey at this 101 slot. I just think he's the best fantasy option there is out there. He has the rushing and receiving upside. He gets a high volume, and I just think he has a potential that none of the other running backs really have. I mean, you saw in 2018 and 2019, he's just a top tier fantasy asset. And I'm not really bothered by him only playing in three games last year. Prior to that, he hadn't shown any injury concerns. And so I'm buying back into Christian McCaffrey at the number one slot. For every league where I have the number one pick, I'm going to be selecting McCaffrey 100% of the time. And so he's definitely a buy here at the 101. Now we have Dalvin Cook going at the 102. And I also think this is a buy here. Delvin Cook is my number two running back. He's kind of shed the narrative that he's injury prone. He's put together some solid seasons the last couple of years with limited injuries. And he's going to be the workhorse on the Vikings. It's a pretty decent offense and they really like to feed him. He gets work in the rushing game and receiving game, just like McCaffrey. Not to the same extent, but he has that dual threat ability for a running back. And he gets a ton of red zone work red zone carries, red zone receptions. So he's just going to be a touchdown machine this year. And so I like him at this 102 spot. Next up at the 103, we have Saquon Barkley, and I'm going to be selling him here at this ADP. I do not think Saquon should be the third running back off the board. I think his talent is definitely up there with the McCaffreys and the Cooks, but I do think there's still some concerns with him. He's coming off a pretty serious ACL injury and the Giants offensive line is still not very solid. They've improved that offense, but the O-line is definitely still an issue. And so I don't think he should be going before guys like Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara, who have shown the last two years that they're top tier running back ones for fantasy. At number four, it's Derrick Henry, and I'm gonna be buying Derrick Henry at this ADP. He's my number three running back in my rankings. And he's just one of the most consistent guys you're going to find. He doesn't miss games. He's going to get a huge portion of that offensive workload. They've lost Corey Davis. They've lost Johnu Smith. They lost Adam Humphreys. So it's really going to be Derrick Henry and AJ Brown just carrying the load of that offense. And so I'm buying in on Derrick Henry this year. I think he's going to put up impressive numbers once again. I'm really just not concerned about him regressing. I know there's the stats about... 2,000 yard rushers the next year kind of struggling. But unless Derrick Henry gets injured, I don't really see any way that he doesn't finish as a top tier running back one 
because he's going to be getting so many carries and he's just so heavily involved in this offense. Without an injury, there's no way he doesn't produce at a top level. Now at number five, it's Alvin Kamara, and I'm going to be buying Alvin Kamara here. He came off a super impressive 2020 season. He was a beast on the ground, in the air. He was getting in the end zone. He really was doing everything you could ask for from the running back position. And I think he's definitely kind of going to drop off a little bit from that 2020 season just due to Drew Brees retiring. Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston at quarterback is not ideal compared to what he had with Drew Brees, but I still think he's going to be a top fantasy asset. He's my number four running back this year, and I know people are concerned with the Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston thing, but I think Sean Payton is a very smart, offensive-minded head coach, and they paid Kamara big money, so there's no way the Saints are just not really going to utilize him. They're going to find a way to fit him into the offense, and I know he's going to be a big part of whatever they're doing in New Orleans. At number six, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor, and for me, he's a buy here. He's my number six, the running back, and he's also number six in my overall rankings, so this is exactly where his ADP is, but I would say I'm not as confident in Taylor as I am in buying McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, and Kamara just because I think there is a drop-off after those first five running backs. So if I could be choosing my draft position, I really think that the number six pick is not a spot where I'd want to be, you know, unless you get lucky and one of those five running backs fall to you. But Jonathan Taylor had a huge rookie year. He still has a solid O-line, and I'm not really concerned about Marlon Mack stealing his carries. Naheem Hines is going to cut into that receiving work a little bit, but Jonathan Taylor is still going to be the workhorse on a run-heavy offense, and I expect him to put up similar numbers to what he did in his rookie year. Now at seven, we have Travis Kelsey, and this is also going to be a buy for me. At first, when I was looking at Kelsey at this number seven spot, I was honestly a little bit concerned just because it's pretty wild to see a tight end ranked this high but then I looked at my overall rankings and Travis Kelsey is number eight. It really just comes down to the positional advantage that Travis Kelsey is gonna give you because if you wanna get him later in the first round or even early second, I would buy him there all day. But I really think Travis Kelsey should be ranked ahead of guys like Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs because even though he scores less points than them, you gotta compare what Travis Kelsey is doing to the tight end field instead of to other receivers. So Travis Kelsey, I believe, finished as the wide receiver three or four last year if his points were counted as a wide receiver. And so even though he finished below Hill and Diggs, the difference between Kelsey and the other tight ends is much larger than the difference between your top tier wide receiver ones and the lower tier wide receiver ones. At number eight, we have Ezekiel Elliott. And once again, we've kind of been on a buying streak, but I'm going to be buying Ezekiel Elliott here. He is my number seven in my overall rankings. So we're kind of getting him a spot later than where I would take him. And I just think Ezekiel Elliott is going to return to his top tier form that he basically showed his first four years in the NFL. He struggled after Dak Prescott went down with that injury, but this is going to be a good offense. He's going to be the workhorse. He's on a big contract and he's going to be getting the ball, and I expect a big bounce back from Ezekiel Elliott. Now at number nine, we have the first wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, and I'm actually going to be selling him at this spot. Tyreek Hill is my wide receiver one, but I just don't want to be drafting a wide receiver kind of this early in the first round. 
I think the earliest I'd be taking a wide receiver is maybe 11, 12, 13. And this is really because Tyree Kill was not ranked this high two weeks ago when Devontae Adams was the wide receiver one. So two weeks ago, you had Devontae Adams going at maybe number six or seven, and then you had Tyree Kill at like the 11, 12 range. But now that Devontae Adams has his quarterback uncertainty, he's been pushed back and Tyree Kill has now been bumped up. But the way that I'm looking at it is that Tyree Kill hasn't improved, you know, as a fantasy player over this time. He's just getting bumped up because someone fell. So I'm not going to be reaching those extra spots to pay up for Tyree Kill, who I think right now is just a little bit overvalued, even though he is my wide receiver one. Now at number 10, it's going to be Cam Akers. And I do really like Cam Akers this year, but I think I'm going to have to sell this uh, number 10 ADP just because I do like some of the guys going after him, like Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, even Joe Mixon. I just like those guys a little bit more than Cam Akers. And so even though I do like the player, I just think those other guys may be more dependable options this year. And so I'm not going to be buying Cam Akers here at number 10. Moving on to number 11, it's Aaron Jones. And I'm also going to be selling Aaron Jones at this slot. I think I'm leaning more and more and more towards Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a part of the Green Bay Packers. It doesn't really seem like Rodgers is bluffing. It just seems like he's totally done with that organization. They got Jordan Love without telling him. They haven't gotten him a ton of weapons. And I really think he just does not want to return to the Packers. He's either going to be traded or maybe he's going to retire. But I just think it's very unlikely right now that Rodgers is going to be in a Packers uniform next year. And so that greatly hurts Aaron Jones' value because before he was on a high-powered offense, lots of touchdown opportunity, was getting a lot of passing work from Aaron Rodgers. But now if you have Jordan Love or some other quarterback, they're not going to be on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. So I think his stock has to take a hit. So I'm going to be selling him here at number 11. At number 12, I have a guy that I really like this year, Nick Chubb. And so this is definitely going to be a buy for me. I'd be super happy if I could get Nick Chubb at the very end of the first round or the start of the second, and that is where he's going. I think this Cleveland Browns offense is going to be very, very, very run dominant, and that's perfect for Nick Chubb. They have a very solid O-line, and he just gets a lot of carries. He's going to be very efficient, and he's going to get a lot of touchdown opportunities. And you saw towards the end of last year, they started working him into the passing game just a little bit more. And so I'm feeling good about Nick Chubb this year. I think he's one of the safest running back one targets. At number 13, it's Stephon Diggs. And he's actually a buy for me here. I think him and Tyreek Hill are very close together. And so I'd be willing to spend an early second round pick on Stephon Diggs this year. He's going to be the number one for Josh Allen on an offense that really wants to pass the ball. They really struggled to run the ball last year. So I think they're going to go right back to the passing game. It worked well for them, and Stephon Diggs is going to get a lot of volume. He's going to get a lot of yards, a lot of receptions, and he's also going to have some touchdown upside. So he's a receiver that I'm confident picking early in the second round. Next up at number 14, it's Austin Eckler, and he's a guy that I'm definitely buying at this ADP. I think you're basically buying him at his floor. You know he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game, but I think with this new and improved offensive line, a new coaching staff, he really has the opportunity to be the complete workhorse in this backfield. And he's a guy that has that Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey dual threat ability. Obviously, he's not as talented as those guys, 
but he has the same kind of upside in the receiving and running game. So Austin Eckler is a guy that I think I'm going to have a lot of shares of this offseason. At number 15, it's Joe Mixon, and I'm also buying him here. I believe right now Joe Mixon is my number 11 running back. I'm really high on him this year. I know it seems like every year people are high on him and then he kind of flops, but I really think this is the year. You have a much healthier and improved offensive line. You have Joe Burrow on target to be back week one. Giovanni Bernard is gone. So really everything that could have gone in Joe Mixon's favor this offseason went his way. And so I just really think this is going to be his year. So I definitely buy him at this number 15 position. Now at number 16, it's Devontae Adams. And I'm going to be selling him here. Just like I talked about with Aaron Jones, I'm not confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. And I think that if Rodgers is not back, Devontae Adams' stock is going to take a big hit. And so I think if Aaron Rodgers either retires or gets traded, I could definitely see Devontae Adams' ADP dropping into maybe early 20s. And so drafting him here in like early, mid-second round is not a risk that I think is worth taking right now. At 17, we have A.J. Brown, and I think he is a buy here. Like I talked about with Derrick Henry, Brown and Derrick Henry are going to be the two main guys on the Titans. There's an insane amount of vacated targets on this roster, and A.J. Brown has always been a big play guy. You know, he might only have three or four receptions in a game, but he's going to turn that into like 100 yards and a touchdown. And so now, if A.J. Brown could also add some volume to his statistics... I mean, we could be looking at a absolutely huge season. And you have to remember last year, A.J. Brown was a wide receiver one, and that was playing with some serious knee problems that could have been season ending, but he played through them. So I think A.J. Brown is in store for a huge breakout this year, and I'd be confident getting him in the mid-second round. Now at number 18, it's Najee Harris, and he's a guy that I'm going to be selling at this spot. I talked about him in my do not draft running backs. I know Najee Harris has a pretty good fit with the Steelers and he's going to be getting a ton of work. He's going to be getting a lot of the carries, a lot of work in the receiving game, but I just think they're going to be terribly inefficient. This offensive line is awful and I don't think you can just draft a running back and it automatically makes it better. To be a top tier fantasy running back, you need a good O-line around you, or at least a mediocre one, and the Steelers' offensive line has just gotten worse. And so I do like Najee Harris as a player and as a dynasty asset, but in terms of redraft, I'm not very high on him this year. Now coming in at number 19, it's DeAndre Hopkins, and this is definitely a buy for me at this ADP. DeAndre Hopkins is my wide receiver three. I have him ahead of A.J. Brown, and I have him currently ahead of Devontae Adams. And so here, later in the second round, I definitely like this ADP for him. He balled out in his first year with Kyler Murray, and now they just have some more chemistry. They've brought in some other weapons, which I think is only going to help DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of him. He was kind of really the only main guy in that offense. You had Christian Kirk. But now you have A.J. Green, you have Rondell Moore. It's just a lot more guys that you need to keep your eyes on this year. And so I think that could really open some things up for him. And so I'm confident taking him here mid to late second round. Antonio Gibson is here at number 20. And this is a big buy for me. It's pretty simple, to be honest. I have Antonio Gibson right after Cam Akers in my running back rankings. So I think he's slipping a little bit too far. I don't think he should be going that far after Cam Akers, but he is. 
He's going to be attached to a much improved Washington football team offense. They brought in some wide receiver weapons and Curtis Samuel. They drafted Deami Brown. They now have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's not going to be afraid to push the ball down the field. So I just think that's going to give Antonio Gibson more touchdown opportunities. The offense is going to be on the field more. So he's going to be getting more volume in general. And I think the hope is that he can start to work in to that receiving role. You know he did it in college. So I'd like to see them use him as a receiver more. But even if they don't do that, I think he still has a lot of upside this year. Next up at 21, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I'm also going to be buying him here at this slot. I think Edwards-Alaire is going to have a bounce back from 2020. I think he burned a lot of people last year. So I think you're going to be able to get him at a little bit of a discount in this year's draft. He's still attached to that explosive Chiefs offense. And he just really needs to have some positive regression for touchdowns. He was like historically unlucky at getting in the end zone. And so I think that just has to correct a little bit the other direction. He's a good receiving back. And they also don't have a ton of solid backup options behind him. Le'Veon Bell hasn't returned. Damian Williams got cut. So I really think this is his year to break out. Now at number 22, it's going to be George Kittle. And this is a sell for me here. I do not think Kittle should be going late second round. I actually have Darren Waller ahead of George Kittle in my tight end rankings, and I think both of them should be going maybe early third, mid third. I just think there's going to be a lot of weapons on this 49ers offense. You have Kittle, you have Debo Samuel, you have Brandon Ayuk, you have that strong running game. So I just don't know if you can rely on Kittle to put up those top tier numbers week in and week out. You know, he's also such a good blocker that it almost hurts him in terms of fantasy because there are some games they're just going to be like, Kittle, we need you for the run game and you're going to be blocking. Kind of what we saw with Rob Gronkowski last year in some of his games, they just used him exclusively as a blocker. And that's why I'm not confident spending second round draft capital on George Kittle. At pick number 23, it's DeAndre Swift. And for me, this is a buy here. I was originally a little bit uncertain about DeAndre Swift this offseason just because of Jamal Williams coming in. I didn't really like that they brought in a pretty capable running back behind him, but the Lions just really do not have anyone to give the ball to, but they do have a very solid O-line. They've re-signed some of those big guys up front, and they also drafted Panay Sewell, so that's obviously all good for DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to be getting a lot of work in the receiving game. He's a running back that really game script doesn't affect him because he can run the ball effectively if they're winning or if they're losing, which I think is going to be happening a lot. He's a guy that you can have back there as a receiving back. And that's definitely what you like to see in your running backs. So I just think he's going to be getting a lot of work this year in the running game and the receiving game. And so I think this late second round spot is warranted for him. All right, the last player in the second round at pick 212 is Justin Jefferson. And for me, this is definitely a buy here. Justin Jefferson is my wide receiver six, and I'm very high on him going into 2021. He had a crazy impressive 2020 season, arguably could have been the rookie of the year. And I just don't see why he doesn't improve on those numbers. You know, he could stay the same for receptions and receiving yards, maybe catch one or two more touchdowns. And he's up there as a top tier wide receiver one. I think the Vikings prove they know how to use him. He's going to be the number one this year. I think Thielen is bound to regress a little bit in terms of touchdowns. And so if Jefferson can cut into those just a little bit, he's firmly up here as a top tier wide receiver one. So that's a pretty easy buy for me here. All right, so that's going to do it. Those are the first two rounds went through 
buy or sell for all those players. If you guys enjoyed the video, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. And also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to get back to you. Thank you guys again for watching and listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow.